Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Wayne Spoonie here for the first of the four podcasts. I'm here with my guy, Jake Eisenberg. Jake, how's it going? Mate, doing well. Celtics are winning again. Our enemies are both improving and falling by the wayside, it feels like. But no, I'm good. And far more importantly, no offense, Jake, we are here with <laughs> Richard White, a.k.a. Rambling Wreck, the king of Celtics Twitter, I think, at this point. Mr. White, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on the show today. So, yeah, thank you for joining us. And, you know, we got some we were going to jump right into the seas, but there's been some huge NBA news today, like a lot of it. And probably far more importantly, my kid's daycare is closed for the next two weeks. So, you know, I'm struggling over here. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be a tough couple of weeks for me. But uh, Terry Rozier traded to the enemy. Maybe Jeez. the worst team he could possibly be traded to, the Miami Hate, for a protected <laughs> first round pick and Kyle Lowry, which, you know, basically just contracts, contract ma- matching. So, Mr. White, any concerns? Do you have some PTSD? Where are we going with that? No, because, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> here when when, you know, Terry was there and everything. So, you know, some of the history that some of the ex-Celtic players have built up with the fan base is pretty difficult to kind of over overcome. So, I mean, for for now, I mean, at least by Miami doing that, they can't get another player that's playing in the state of Tennessee. So, uh, you know, yep. so the, that's the different, that's the different thing. So it's, you know, but, you know, I, I, See, I saw online a lot of people like, you know, but that's the way the <laughs> NBA, NBA is. Somebody becomes available and somebody on a team that's not doing well goes to another team. And that's supposed to be the, the final straw. It was like, it's like Miami wasn't doing anything. They get Rozier and now they're, now they're supposed to be favorites when the Celtics have, you know, pretty much, you know, 34 and 10, you know, if everybody's healthy. What does what does Rozier, you know, if everybody's there, what does Rozier have to do? He's gonna Rozier's got to go against uh, Drew, Derek, or JB. Okay, so I mean, if he can <laughs> yeah, do that's right. More, more power to him, then he should be an All NBA player. I mean, that's you know basically what 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 it, what it comes down to. I mean, Hero's gonna have to go against whoever doesn't guard that, or or Derek could be on Jimmy Butler again. That. You know, Miami seems to have PTSD when it comes to certain things. It's like <laughs> J- J- Jimmy, Jimmy took care of Drew. Okay. So he did have a very good series against Drew, 
but he didn't have a very good series against Derek. But, you know, so, you know, it's depend. you know, you know, Missoula is not going to allow them to dictate who gets to cover cover who because you see when the, the smart teams get to it and if they can pick pick out a weak link they're going to do it aka luke luke and Kyrie last night they just went over and over and over again because they didn't have porzingis so they couldn't run that mismatch so they found they found the jays against either one of luca or or Kyrie, and then that was like it was over so uh, i i'm not concerned about what other teams do and you know like you mentioned milwaukee's getting a new coach and you know new york's going to be doing something but if you're nine through two you got to go away to get to number one so no matter what you what chances what changes you make on their end you still got to get to the level if those changes actually work as you're saying i mean Best case scenario, no team ever loses. But I mean, just because you get, you know, Milwaukee got Dame, they're not doing what they thought they would be when they got Dame. So it's all a matter of chemistry. It's all a matter of fit. I mean, when it came to the Celtics, everybody was worst case scenario. Porzingis isn't going to be able to do this. And Drew, he didn't have a good playoff series. And Derek came from the Spurs. We never heard of him. But I mean, if you, choose to look at it with that lens then it all makes sense but there's probably something that's going to be in the middle see this is what we needed we needed mr white to come on here we gotta say with our chest we're not scared right we're not scared of the miami heat you know my this has really helped me personally like my pt i felt like so you know living in australia i i tip i'm a relatively early riser i get up 6 30 a.m usually but i woke up at like 5 15 5 20 a.m and i could just like i could feel a disturbance in the force i could just <laughs> i could tell i woke up i tried to look at my phone usually but i was like i can feel something's happened terry rosier has the yeah, absolutely a special place in my heart and to see him go to the heat is is frustrating. I think I think it is an upgrade over over Kyle Lowry, but it is important that like Kyle Lowry plays played pretty well against us in the in the conference finals. It doesn't seem to matter too much who the heat kind of roll out there, but I, I mean I think I think it's a nice move for the heat, but yeah, the size of this Celtics team compared to the heat. Like Heroes, you know, Hero Rozier and then they go Haywood Highsmith or Jaime Jaquez, Jimmy and Bam compared to the size of this team. That's, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm never going to forget the devil magic and see Mr. White, you've only been through one Miami Heat series. We've, we've gone through three wars in the past four years. So I've been, I've got been two. beaten down. <laughs> yeah. We lost. We've, yeah. He's lost got two. two. He's got two. We, yeah. we won one in the oh, final. True, 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 yeah. true, true, true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because, but yeah. I- I see that, and they, they're always talking. We beat them, you know, in the back of my mind. I said, okay, you've had two series since Derek's been there, and it's 7-7. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not as good as what you think it is, and it's not as bleak as, you know, some of Celtic Twitter will, will think of it. <laughs> but, you know, this is all a whole new year. This is, you know, teams have thrown zones at the Celtics are earlier this year, and they've done a lot better this year than before. You can stick Pozingas at the free throw line, and he can do like Jack Gibbons and just pop that shot all the time, yeah. and there's not a lot they can do. And then if you double and converge to him, then you've got, you know, a disjointed defense trying to cover a slashing J, and then, you know, 
when it comes to Miami, Derek shoots very well against Miami. So he does. You're going to have him spotting up behind the three point. All right. So how about you, Spoonie? How are you feeling about the uh, the Rozier trade here? Okay. So on the zone thing, the Celtics fifth most efficient offense against the zone this year per synergy. So yeah, absolutely dominating the zone. That's kind of what Miami befuddled us with over the last couple, the last two series, really. So, and I think that a lot of that is Porzingis, who's one of the most efficient, you know, high post guys in the NBA. I do think it's an upgrade on Lowry. It's a, it's like a massive upgrade offensively on this version of Lowry. Probably like a pretty significant downgrade defensively too, though, because like Lowry's super annoying. Like he just like gets his hand into you. Like he's you know. Jimmy Butler gets his hand into like the Jays handle and when they get to like the high post area, stuff like that. But he also takes a bunch of charges. (laughs) Terry Rozier ain't taking a charge like (laughs) that ain't happening. (laughs) And he's like for all his athleticism, he's not like a great on ball defender. Like we saw it when he was at the Celtics where it seems like he should be a great on ball guy and he's just not. So I do think it's like a minor upgrade for the heat. Um, but I, I think they give up a lot in a playoff series on the defensive side of the ball, really. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, they're going to have to play zone because they, they won't be able to match up man-to-man because the Porzingis thing is is really going to be a big, huge thing. So depending on what, what they do, where did they put Bam? Because they only have one, you know, like his handle, one of one. They only have one Bam. So Bam is going to be where? And if Bam is not on Porzingis, that's that that's problematic. If Bam is on Porzingis, then he's picking and popping, and then the Jays have no nobody at the rim because, like you said, Lowry's gone, so there's no charge taken. Hero's not taking a charge. Duncan Robinson's not taking a charge. You know, their 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 options are 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 limited. But I mean, I I, I get it. You know the. Fans have seen, you know, Caleb Martin and those We've guys go whatever. But we got, we've got, but the thing is, the last thing that I say is um, this team is different in the aspects of things that Miami could befuddle the Celtics with. This team, as currently right now, from what we've seen, if they play like this in the playoffs, that's not a real big issue with Miami. Because Miami likes to do things based off of time in the shot clock. So, like, if we would get the ball to the Jays with seven seconds or left with the shot clock, have a defense that would trigger clocks going down. But we've seen, you know, All right. I think he's coming. I think we lost Mr. White for a second here. Here. There we go. All right. Here he is. Okay. So, like I was saying, it was like, if you get to the point where you're getting it early, then they, the Miami can't use their voodoo magic. Miami can use the voodoo <laughs> if you get down to less than seven seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, that's right. So, look, the de- the devil magic, it's our turn. They got their win last year. We didn't We didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, the Latvian legend mm-hmm. in Porzingis, the zone buster. Yeah, having one BAM, very crucial. They especially now that we have Porzingis, like that is that like feels like one of the main reasons that Stevens went and got Porzingis is like now zone switching defenses. That's no longer an issue anymore. Like you saw it against Houston. Like that was one of the first times we've seen them like really just force feed 
like pausing us like that over and over and over again. It was like every possession, I don't care who it is. Is it Dylan Brooks? Is it Jay Sean Tate? Which kind of reminds me of some of the defenders of the Heat, like some sturdy guys, even Jimmy, like sturdy, smart defender. Jimmy is 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Pozingas can shoot over that. Seven foot three, that's not going to be a problem. I don't care if you get a hand up, that's that's going to be money. And so that's definitely the absolutely the X factor in that specific matchup. But the Heat still have bigger problems. If they if they if we're going to see the Heat, it's going to come at the earliest in the second round or in the conference finals again, just because of where they're placed in the standings. Still a little while mm-hmm. to go. But we'll we'll leave we'll leave the the heat there and we'll move on to uh, our good friends at the Mocky Box. And I know the people in the chat they wanna they want to see this first quickly there. Chandroid. The Sixers. Chandroid. The Lakers. Chandroid. The Heat. Chandroid. Milwaukee Bulls. Chandroid. Warriors. Chandroid. Alright. Alright. So we we get the Terry Rozier news and we feel like that's going to be the, the news of the day. And then out of nowhere, the Milwaukee Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin. And we there was no there was no whispers. I mean, like obviously the Bucks, despite having a really good record, have felt like a house of cards to a lot of people that are really watching these games, mostly because of the defense and Dame struggling a little bit. But like they still had this what their second best record in the East. One of the best records in the NBA. Um, this is like the best record after David Platt ever of a coach mm-hmm. that has been been fired in season. Like this is like to do this before the All Star break is is a really big call. So I'm trying to figure out if this is good or bad because I think it's pretty clear that he was doing a lot of stuff that on defense in particular that people didn't agree with, and I think a lot of that has to do with the the Bucks roster. But if they're able to get a good coach like a Kenny Atkinson, someone like that, that would potentially be an upgrade. But um, I'm not sure if Kenny Atkinson's going to turn Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard into a positive defensive backcourt or Damian Lillard's going to help Damian Lillard shoot better than 42% from the field this year as a 33-year-old aging guard. But at the top of the list, old friend. Doc Rivers, a Celtics champion, reported that he has been kind of a voice in the ear of Adrian Griffin throughout the throughout the season, uh, which now feels kind of like an inside job. What, what was Doc, Doc angling all season long to get to get this job, and he was sabotaging Adrian Griffin the whole time with these schemes? Uh, I'm not too sure, but I don't know, Mister White. How how are we feeling about this? All this news today. I mean, doesn't really change anything. It's it's a new <laughs> voice. They got to put in a whole new. System. They have thirty nine games before the playoffs start to put in a brand new system, and you know it's kind of like a cooking analogy. I mean, if you have low cut meat, then you're not. I don't care if Bobby Flay is cooking; it's not going to make any difference. They don't have. I mean, they have certain pieces. Do you want Giannis chasing around or, you know, Jason Tatum on the perimeter? Do you do you want Brooke to be guarding Porzingis? And if so, then what Brooke does best, which is block three to six shots a game, is is null and void because he if he's there, he ha- he can't be out there where Horford and Porzingis are bombing away from three. The guards the guards are the antithesis of the Celtic guards. They don't keep people in front. You can post up Damian Lillard. Uh, you can beat them off the dribble, which is the bane of any defense, because then you're in rotation. And 
you know, all it takes is if you make two smart passes is the first guy rotates. Okay, we got that. But the second guy is iffy and the third guy is non-existent. And then you're going to get wide open catch and shoot or if the running around you'll be able to attack a closeout and then get back to the rim and then you know Giannis and Lopez are out out outside of the paint and you know Jalen Brown can go hammer away at the rim so that's 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 the the way I, I look at it I mean yes the season series is tied at one and one but that 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 second game it was like that they they weren't there I mean that was it, it was almost like the, the one when Derek was there and Derek went and everybody else sat. I mean, because they were, you know, it was that part of the season and they were tired and they just kind of say, hey, we'll, we'll try this. I mean, that was other than it being a national televised game, which the other one was, too. But it, it was like there, there was no energy whatsoever. Uh, the Celtics didn't run any any offense so Miami so Milwaukee couldn't get a read on what to do I mean there's there's uh, the closing closing lineup and the the closing offense in the last five minutes they never even showed any of what that was and what what they do usually in those those periods is what will work against Milwaukee yeah and I I think like I always you know look at everything through the lens of the Celtics and like Joe Missoula takes his like he takes his medicine every time this team loses and the way Miami looked like how discombobulated they look defensively compared to how this team looks it's like that's what a bad first year coach looks like is Adrian Griffin right and then like you look at how the Celtics looked even last year when Joe was put into an impossible position like He's not a bad coach, you know, and I think we all kind of can take that away as like if Brad Stevens thought he was a bad coach, he would have been gone January 23rd, 2023, right? Because they're not going to have this roster just lazily play through a season with a bad coach. And I kind of respect the Bucks brass for just like mm-hmm. moving on quickly. I mean, you know, if you know he's not the guy, move on, get somebody else. I'm not sure if that guy is Doc Rivers, who I think is a, a fantastic like personality coach, maybe not the best playoff coach, but uh, the the like looking through the Celtics lens, it's like clearly Brad Stevens believes in Joe Missoula in a lot of ways. And like we've got an example of another team that is on the cusp of a championship, one of the favorites, and they've moved on. So I just think through that lens, it's kind of an interesting sort of dichotomy. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a great point, Spoonie. And I think a lot of this, the reports coming out today that Giannis was against Nick Nurse becoming the Bucks head coach. And that's kind of looking like a bit of a dodged bullet from a Celtics perspective. Obviously, he goes to yeah. the Sixers. But, you know, I think, you know, he could have been more dangerous with the Bucks who mm-hmm. who need more creativ- creativity given the roster that they do have as opposed to, as opposed to the Sixers where, you know, They've got Maxi and MB, and they've got some more defensive pieces around them. Whereas, yeah, you got to find a way to get creative. Like Spolstra, you know, working some magic the way that he does with the Heat. The the Bucks need a little bit of that. Whereas, so you you think like a lot of the philosophies and a lot of ideas that, that Adrian Griffin had that the the Bucks front office kind of had no choice but to be like, okay, this is Giannis's guy. Giannis can decide to not extend right now. 
we're kind of held over a barrel here. We kind of have to do what Giannis says. And one of the greatest things about Jason Tatum uh, is that he takes, you know, his hands off when it comes to coaching decisions, personnel decisions. Uh, he is lucky in the sense that Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens are some of the best ever coaches and and GMs out there. So he hasn't needed to kind of um, put his finger on the scales. But Giannis so far, not exactly proving to be an awesome GM because Nick Nurse would have clearly been a better choice. And yeah, now it, it looks like the Bucks are in a bit of a tough spot because, you know, changing coaches halfway through the season, implementing new philosophies, new schemes, you know, it's really only ever worked a couple of times. And we'll, usually those exceptions evolve peak LeBron James when Tyron Lue took over from, from David Blatt. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, Mr. Yeah, White, so- we're going to jump. Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, the, the only thing was with, with the coaching and stuff is if you, if you study history, it makes a little bit more sense. Because right now in you know, 2024, everybody is glowing. Spolster is the best coach ever. When Spolster was in the same boat as Missoula, LeBron wanted him out. Riley said no, or else we're not even having this discussion. Right? I mean, Spolster is not Spolster. If 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 LeBron got his way, Spolster would be doing video coordinating and all this other stuff. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's how tenuous because you know one minute he's you know now he's the you know, he's the greatest coach of all time. And, you know, two or three years into it, just like Joe Missoula, he, you know, it, it wasn't there and, you know, they wanted to get rid of him. So, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the, the transactions you don't make are the best ones for you going forward. Yeah, at, dude, absolutely. I've brought up the Spolstra first season, LeBron trying to get rid of him multiple times in defense of Missoula. So, um, I'm completely with you on that, but before, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mavs Celtics game quickly, but we have to jump into our ad read real quick and then we'll be, we'll be back. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. 
Hearts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Jake, Mr. <laughs> ASMR Abbey, do you have a bet for us? No, I don't have a, a bet coming up, but I have picked up and I've been going to this. Anytime Porzingis is out on a back-to-back, do a same game parlay with Al Horford because that man just steps up every time he's out. 11 points, nine rebounds, or six rebounds, three assists last night. And uh, just chuck all, chuck all the Al Horford stats together when Porzingis is out. And that's proved to be quite fruitful for me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Al Horford's <laughs> perfect. We will get to that in a little bit. But so obviously Mavs-Celts, Celts were on, I think, in a fifth game in seven days. I'm pretty sure, yeah. obviously, a back-to-back with travel. Texas travel, so not that big of a deal. They probably took a bus over to to Dallas. Um, Tatum, 39. Jalen, 34. Derek White, 6, but pretty impactful otherwise. Drew, 17. Drew was getting his threes up. He had 12 (laughs) threes. Um, and Horford, you know, a, a tidy 11, six and three. So Mr. White, we, we want to know, has your opinion of the Jays changed this season, uh, from before Derek got to the seas and have you seen an evolution in them since he first started playing for them? Yes. They completely, they, they've kind of overhauled their 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 operandi, you know, and you know when they started the season, Jason was big on getting everybody in the room, saying this is our goal. You know, it's not any of the you know the individual awards, the distractions, the noise, and and and, and all those things because you know there's other there's other you know like one or two trick ponies in the league that are always going to score between thirty five and forty points a night because they can. I mean. Anybody, anybody with the amount of talent could score 35 to 40 points a night if if that's what you want. And then we saw last night, you know, Cat scored 62 and they lost to Charlotte at home. So, you know, you just you just as far as the Jays, their willingness to to get off of the ball, to accept a double team and pass early before they would get the double team because they're good enough, they could break a lot of the double teams that they got and then and then sometimes they can't so you know you know so every time you do it you know you say well i can do it again and then that's when you kind of fall into the miami seven seconds or less trap that's that's what that's what they want they want you to to take it mono so they've they've decided to you know swing the ball which you know, it keeps everybody, it keeps everybody alive. I mean, you know, Derek was spotting up over there. He knows it's going to, the ball is going to come to him at a certain, at certain spots. So it's just like muscle memory. And then your percentages go out. I mean, there are times before, you know, where the ball doesn't come on, on time on target. And then, you know, you get it with like, 1.5 seconds on the clock and you have to rush your shot and then your percentages go down. And then on another end was, you know, JB saying he wanted to be all defense. I mean, he, he already, you know, he already got paid and everything. And, you know, you know, some people was like, exhale, I made it. I don't have, you know, I could just do what I did because you paid me what I did before. You didn't pay me for extra. I mean, I wasn't paid 300 million for defense because I, but he's really stepped up on, on defense, which, which 
really makes the Celtics difficult because now JB has one guard, Derek has the other guard, and you got free safety Drew causing havoc because he doesn't really have a, a per se guy. And that's what makes the defense work because you got basically, you know, with five, five starters and Al. So it's like you have five guys on the floor that can do multiple things. And that's what makes the defense work. Uh, yeah. Porzingis guarding the rim. You have Al. I mean, Sometimes it looks like Al's on the on a guard and you know he's getting beat or whatever, but he's given he's given a good effort. He's staying in front for most of the time. And then that allows the Celtics to do stuff on the back end because Al is, you know, not completely getting blown by by a by a guard or anything. So, you know, that that that's the the big thing that changed from the Jays, because you always knew they could score. But it was like, you know, the first year we got there, Tatum was 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 first on the you know distributing the rock train and now Jalen's doing that and playing defense and Tatum's playing defense I mean when you get those six guys and five of them are on the court it's really competitive I don't want to be the one that lets it down so so Drew's running around getting steals and deflections Tatum got he got the block on Grant Tatum got the (laughs) one where I think Hardaway fourth quarter he got that block and went down you know and that pretty much sealed sealed the deal so you know that's it if you get to the point where everybody's pulling in in the rope where it's like well those guys are playing defense i'll just conserve my energy but it's like no those guys are playing defense i don't want to be the one that messes it up yeah i think that's a really good call out because i think in in particular jalen but tatum's absolutely guilty of this too is it you know we 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 know that jason in particular can be one of the best wing defenders in the nba uh jalen i thought you know specifically last year you know definitely slipped a little bit on that end and I, you know, that is a rare, it's a rare thing. You get paid the biggest contract in NBA history. And, you know, instead of trying to prove it through getting up more shots, he's actually taking less shots, willing to try and play make more. And also he's playing the best defense in his career. And it's like not particularly close whatsoever. And that was going to be one of my questions for you is that, you know, the defense was, was technically ranked second overall in the NBA last year, but it definitely wasn't as consistent as it has been this year. Like I think the most, one of the most consistent things about this team is how every night, and that's why they won the Rockets game while Jalen and Jason were looked potentially like they had a late night in Houston, turning the ball over offensively, but they still brought the, they still brought it defensively and that's what kept them all in the game. And Porzingis was able to take them home. And um, I've got a little clip here on the, the Mavs pick and roll defense. And uh, so, you know, you got Drew coming over the screen and underrated defender Luke Cornett plays it well. And then you may recognize that that guy at the end here, he, he plays the lob perfectly, gets a hand in there. And the Celtics are able to go down the other end, but do you do you think that you know Jalen really taking it to a new level? Because like the consistency from a defensive perspective is really on a different level this year. Yeah, I mean before Jalen, we have and we'd watch, and then maybe one and a half times the game, he he get yeah. beat on door cut. I mean he he does that to a lot of people, so it's kind of <laughs> like you know pressing teams like to be pressed, so. So he, he he would get he would get caught like caught looking and get beat backdoor. Well those those numbers of backdoor cuts are 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 way, way down. And even then if if they're up, 
the the collective defensive IQ of the team is someone's there. It's not a, you know, a straight line to the basket. You're going to have to meet somebody at the rim, even if you, even if you do get that backdoor cut. Yeah. And like, first of all, Derek coming over from the corner and breaking up a lob. There's not a lot of guards in the league who have that timing and that ability. So that's such an incredible play. And like Luke, Luke is like kind of getting underrated at this point. I was not a oh, huge yeah. Luke guy going into the year, but I think he's been playing really well. And in that drop coverage against Luca, Luke v. Luca, you know, he did a really good job. But I, I we can't, and Mr. White, you can dodge this question if you want, but we can't talk about that game without talking about Grant Williams. I would say the reception for Grant was like kind of icy. I didn't expect it because it seemed like the guys really liked him. Um, But also I described him as like the friend you love, but don't want to spend like a 10 hour car ride with. Um, So how they like Tatum was going at Grant. He like swatted that half court shot and was talking some stuff to Grant so was that the reception you expected? And like, what is your perspective on the relationship with Grant and the other guys? No, I mean, uh, they're, they're still, they're still friends. I mean, uh, they're at the end of the game, Derek waited and then they did. I saw their, that. They did their startup dance and stuff. So they, they, they still remember, but I mean, the, the big thing is that, you know, they did not want Grant to win. Because then you would hear nonstop stuff. You would hear. <laughs> yep. You would. You, I mean, you know, Celtic Twitter likes to pregame come up with angst scenarios. Oh, Grant's going to make fifty <laughs> this. Well, I mean, sometimes they, you know, don't listen or pay attention to those things. But I'm sure it probably got to them that you really didn't want Grant. I mean, Grant going on Instagram live, tooting his own horn <laughs> because. So, so from that perspective, they were going to play hard against him. They weren't going to give him, you know, many open looks. He got that one layup. It kind of broke down the defense and Luca came in and spoon fed him and an easy layup and nobody was there. But all the other shots, they were like there, right? You know, so he was like over seven. Uh, so yeah, that's what they, you know, they, they put their mind to it to not let that person have that 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 different thing so i'm you know and, and grant's gonna be grant and you know he had that one where up jb i don't know because i was like in the second half so i don't know exactly when that happened in the second half but i don't know if that kind of lit a fire under jb because he was torching people in the second half. Yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah jb yeah the Mavs don't have anybody to god Either of the Jays. It, it was very evident. But yeah, the Grant thing, yeah, Spooty, like, and we all have those friends. It's like, they're absolutely your friend. You love them. But they just, they talk so much nonsense and like, they can't beat you in FIFA. They can't bench more than you. They, like, they, they talk like they can. So I think that's probably what it was. It's like, Grant, 
you we're not letting you beat us like there's just no way we're letting you beat us which is very funny that grant has jumped Kyrie. i think in the motivation revenge rankings uh for for Definitely. the celtics um before we move on i just wanted to, to to note this comment from christine ryan here mr white i took my 10 year old to meet and greet your son and was so starstruck and froze your son went above and beyond with kindness to put him at ease and got him to smile i thought that would just be a nice thing to hear as a dad but i'm sure that's not very surprising to hear about Derek. Yeah. No, but that's, 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 you know, the compliments that we, we love. I mean, you know, sure he's done some pretty remarkable things on the basketball court, but if you get, you know, parents and stuff, they come by and say, your son is doing this, this, and this. I mean, that's, that's the greatest compliment of, you know, a parent could get. I mean, you don't want to walk in and have them go the opposite and say that, you know, <laughs> your, your child is jerk or something like that. So, so, you know, that was really, really good. And we tried to, I mean, it doesn't take a lot and, you know, he's kind of growing into that as far as with the Celtics that he could give just a little bit of something and then, and, and people just feed off of it. You know, they, they cheer for him and all he does is like, you know, sign, sign some autographs you know, after, after he warms up and, you know, says hi to people and, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty easy to do not, but sometimes not a lot of people do it. Well, I like yeah. to hear that it's pretty easy to do because I'm the father of a kid who's about to turn three. So I hope he turns out half as good as Derek. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's a great, I feel like that's a great part. Like if we, if we could all be more like Derek White and the White family, I think we're all going to be on, <laughs> on a, on a good path here. So most very important question here. I'm sure it's it's difficult at this point to to control Derek. You know, he probably hasn't had a curfew under your roof for a long time. But can you please enforce the rule that he is no longer allowed to go on the JJ Reddick podcast? And and why did you let him go back a second time? <laughs> no, he already he already made that. Yeah, I'm going back on <laughs> there. So yeah, he 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 went back on there. So we we just got back. We got him back. Yeah. So on Derek's shooting, because that's kind of what the JJ Reddit curse is all about. Derek's, I think, gotten over it at this point. And we're basically on like a year and a half of him being basically an elite three-point shooter at this point. Like he was never bad as a shooter with the Spurs, but I think his role on the Celtics and some of the shots he's taking are shots he just never would have thought of even bothering to take on the Spurs. So, like, what do you credit that improvement to? Just his his confidence level, it personally his confidence level, as well as the confidence level that his teammates have 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 in him. So, a lot of these shots that you're seeing now was like college Derek when he was the main go-to person the the pull up step up threes the, the come off a screen you know hit the three Th those were all shots that I've seen him do before and it was kind of like well why don't you do that in the NBA and it's like well you know we there's so many other options uh, you know none, none, that. but now it's like you know you can see them actually run 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 plays for for him when he first got there he was kind of you know the guy in the corner uh you know if they got into a double team situation they would do a kick out now it's like they're you know he's running you know the ucla cuts and cutting across thing and, and it's like okay when that comes then it's like 
he is one or or one a option on that when he goes when he goes in motion on that. So, you know, he knows he's going to he's he's going to get it if the defense if the defense shifts. But then again, he's running it off of Porzingis. He's running it off of Tatum. No matter how well he's shooting, he's third on the depth chart as far as, you know, defensive awareness. So, I mean, you can't guard everybody. And that's what makes the Celtics offense run so efficiently because they really, truly don't care who scores. You know, know, sometimes, you know, like you'll see during the game, it's like you don't have to force anything. If you just run, run your offense, you're going to, you know, the shot distribution is there. It's, you know, sometimes it, it, it changes like the Houston game, you know, Derek and Porzingis had a lot more shots, you know, cause you know, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily a J day. And then last night wasn't necessarily Derek's day and Porzingis was out and it was a J day. So, I mean, you, you, you have different, different things, you know, Last year, you know, the Miami curse or whatever, if <laughs> they locked down the Jays, we, they didn't have an offense per se to generate anything. So, you know, you know, in game seven, Tatum's on a bum ankle, you know, and then, you know, they could concentrate on Brown and, you know, it, it didn't go well. And then Derek had a, a, a stretch where he brought it back and then, and he got hurt. So, yeah, I mean, so it was like if we just beaten the Nuggets, it, I mean, just gotten beaten Miami. It's like you, you have, <laughs> the team that would have showed up playing the Nuggets is not what you would have wanted because you know JT would still be coming off his and Derek would be down there. So and Brogdon had the shoulder or whatever. So you know they were they were pretty limited. <laughs> so. Sometimes, you know, you learn to live another day and hopefully again, hopefully this year they, they get back there again. Yeah, absolutely. As, as long as Derek continues to be aggressive, you know, so obviously pass along the message for, from us as a, this podcast and our, our <laughs> giant audience is like, as long as like to see him continue to fire away and like he's talked about, you know, through Popovich and coming to Boston and, mm-hmm. and you know, like the, the, the knowing that he belongs and like the season that he's had this year to see him blossom into a guy that like we were really confident and excited that he could he could be this year from what we've seen as a Celtic as he gets more and more comfortable um the you know even if it isn't necessarily an improvement it's just a, a willingness to fire away in a way that he hasn't before you know like he's shooting 6.63s per game this season that's the highest of his career actually there was a year in San Antonio 6.8 and he was 35% in that year as well but to do it on 40% this year like the, the Porzingis, Derek White pick and roll late in games. I mean, that's turning into just a ridiculous, like when when teams are collapsing in on that because of how dangerous it can be. And then Derek's finding Jalen and Jason out of that into, you know, compromised defenses. I mean, it's it's so hard to stop these guys. So as long as Derek, you know, can remain aggressive, that that's that's the most important thing to us. And uh, you you can you can dodge this question, but the chat's asking me to ask. But you know, obviously the Celtics weren't able to get and Derek weren't able to agree to a contract extension. But can can we can we can we dream Please. of Derek Derek White's jersey going in the rafters one day? Uh, yeah. First thing is you know get you know Derek Derek's jersey the stores because people are, they're like DMing me like, how do we get Derek's jersey we can't find it it's not in the store or whatever so oh so, yeah 
we were there last week and yeah, there, there weren't any jerseys in the what? store. What? No, blasphemy. I know because people are always asking. They were asking me how to get, you know, his Colorado jersey and they don't have those and then they didn't have, you know, other jerseys. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 going. And like you said, uh, I don't really have to tell him to be confident because we saw that last night because in the past when he was one for six, he had to shut that down. He would not have taken another shot. So he, he took six more. So he made one six. So, so, you know, but, but he was still out there taking the shot. So people, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just have to, you know, keep going. I mean, he, he took his shots early in the quarter, but then when they got down to, you know, the crunch time, and it was pretty much the, the Jays. And so so he could be aggressive, but then when it came to winning, it's like, well, this isn't really my night, but so we'll, we'll let somebody else carry because him and Porzingis carried the night before. So, yeah, I mean, they absolutely dominated in Houston and the Jays were going. I mean, when those two are like going <laughs> off like that, you know, sometimes you just got to step aside. So I totally get it. But uh, like, so the Celtics had the audacity to lose their 10th game of the season after over <laughs> half the season is over. I mean, how could they? So like, but you're, you're very on Twitter, Mr. White, and which I'm sure you see, yeah, which we absolutely love, which I'm sure you see the overreactions to when this team loses a game by two points to the defending champs. That one hurt. Like, but yeah, I, that yeah, that that one hurt, but also in the grand scheme of a season, like kind of not a big deal. Like, are you surprised at how people react to this team? And like, do the guys in the locker room see that stuff? I mean, they're 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 they have to be aware of that. So, you know, basically the Celtics in they play what 44 games? Their record is 34 and 30. So, I mean, that's 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 basically what it is. Every loss is is a referendum. Every loss is three is Mm -hmm. three times what it normally is. We lost it. Oh, they're the defending chance. Oh, I guess we can't win the championship because we lost. (laughs) We hadn't lost. We lost to Charlotte, which was in overtime. We lost the game to Philadelphia. We got, you know, you know, boat raced against against Milwaukee, but that was extenuating circumstances. That that was the ultimate scheduled loss. And there was like no way that you know the Bucks had Bucks had rest. The Bucks the Bucks could not lose that game. Their whole season they could not lose that one. And and so, you know, it's like the one thing I don't know, and sometimes I have to like check myself before I, you know, put stuff out there where, you know, some people <laughs> Some people just tweet and just let it go and then, you know, deal with the repercussions. I actually think of, think about it, but I, I that it's disappointing that they lose, but they're 34 and 10. Everybody, all the other 29 teams are less than that. So yes, the whole league is flawed. So if everybody wanted to say the whole league is flawed, this team can't do this, this team can't do that. That's fine. But if you just want to single out, the Celtics are supposed to be the number one team. You know they can't, they can't, they can't lose. I mean, I mean, they're they're not they're not the Warriors, they're not the Bulls. You know, seventy two and seventy two and ten, but and stuff like you know seventy three and nine. I mean, but 
you don't have to be. You just need to win enough games to get get the get the number one seed, get to the playoffs healthy, and then take it take it you know for 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 what it's worth. If we get to the if we get to the playoffs with a high seed and everybody healthy. The odds are in their favor. Now, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to win because there are upsets. I mean, Buster Douglas, Buster Douglas beat Tyson, you know. Was it Virginia lost to a 16 seed? I mean, it, you know, things do happen, but, you know, there's there's a lot of people on Twitter playing 14-game parlays to, to make <laughs> And figure out how to, how, to, how to make it so, like, the Celtics team isn't, isn't good. Just <laughs> appreciate what they're doing. They're, they're playing well. And, you know, I, I saw somebody in there today, you know, you know, Gri- Griffin, Griffin was let go. And it was like, oh, Brad, you should let Missoula go. It's like, Joe, Joe is, Joe is fine. Joe is doing That's awesome. But I mean, when teams don't make shots, when teams don't defend and they don't play with energy and force, they're going to look bad. And, you know, the 34 times it worked, it's all the players. And the 10 times it didn't, oh, Missoula didn't do this. He didn't put in this rotation. They're shooting too many threes. It was like they had to shoot threes. You realize the second highest shooting team to shoot threes is the Mavericks. So, I mean, and the other time that they did it was against Sacramento. And they, the two teams set a record pretty much for most combined threes. So you, you lose the math advantage if you don't take threes. I mean, it's one thing. And you're not guaranteed that if you take all the mid-rangers that you'll actually make them eat, make them either. Yeah, well, I, I, I would never play a 14-leg parlay. That's not definitely not, not me. Just seven. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the audience would, would love to know. I mean, you know, I, if, if anyone was going to to be the one to kiss Derek White on the bald head that wasn't his wife or his family. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be me, but unfortunately Porzingis has, has, has beaten me to the punch. What did you, what did you think of the, the beautiful moment between Chris Stapps and Derek? I mean, I, <laughs> right. I didn't see it because, you know, we, we were, Are you at the game? we were at the game and it was on the far, it was on the far end. So, I mean, I could see him sitting down or whatever, but I didn't see, that until until later and then i saw clip clips of that but yeah they that you know once you know porzingis got traded here and and it was kind of it's like you know derek is like well how do we get you know clips where does he want the ball and and how how you know he could use that i mean derek's always done really well with pick and rolls with bigs who could who can set screens i mean he had marcus aldridge and Mm. all the good screen setter. Jakob Pertl is an excellent screen setter. And Porzingis is a screen setter. I mean, a lot of people set screens, you know, in air quotes, just because they think they're going to get the ball and they slip and they do all the other things except put a body on the person guarding the ball. So, so, I mean, the minute you actually make contact, you're more apt to be open because then Derek's going to turn downhill and the defense is going to leave you and then you're, you're going to be wide open. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the big thing, especially in the NBA today where you see a lot of people, you know, like going to kind of set a screen and slip. Al is, Al is awesome on screens. And sometimes I think the refs pick on him because I mean, technically 
if you want to call Al, Al gets all these illegal screens, then Bam is in trouble every game. Yeah, I think if you, yeah, Bam, I mean, that guy, <laughs> it is, he hasn't set a legal screen, I don't think, since he's set foot in, since in high the NBA. School. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, before we let you go, Mr. White, I know Spoonie's got a, got a play for you that we'd love to get your reaction to. Just, yeah, yeah go ahead. Okay. If I can set the stage here, right? Like I said, I'm, you know, I have a a about to be three-year-old Ben Vallis, the guy who started this podcast who can't make it because he's traveling. And I think Jake probably going to be a dad sometime soon because he's married. So you're on the phone. I want to make sure you can see this play. But to set the stage, the Raptors game, I think it's 107-105. And I just want to like get your thought process while you're watching your son make a play like this. So let me know. Make sure. Can you see the play when I run it right now? Yes. Okay. All right. So Derek's going to get the ball here. He's going to be defended by Gary Trent Jr. So when he gets it and he like loses the ball and spins around... What are you thinking as a father when he's got the ball in this position and he's like losing it? Okay, so this is something that's happened actually before. Senior year on senior day, last last game at CU, same spot. I mean, the the college has the, you know, the bench is a little higher, but it was like the same spot. He got stuck, he got stuck, and the announcer goes, he's got a heave backbreaker. So... He had done that exact same thing before in college. So when he got into that, I thought, here we go again. I didn't know he was going to make it, <laughs> but I think they made that exact same shot before. And that's that's what you said, aggressive Derek, because he would have gone in and maybe tried to do, do something, but nothing was really open at that thing because he can't get it to Sam because that's too long of a pass. So, and, you know, he could have passed it to Jay, you know, at the top. I think that's Drew, but that's, 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 you know, logo. (laughs) That's, that's not his, that's not his forte. So I seen him be aggressive. I seen him, him take it. And then, you know, when it went in, it was like, that's exactly the same shot. So it's not something that he hasn't done before. So when he's releasing it. What like what are you thinking in your head? Like, are you like concerned, or are you just thinking like it's just a regular season game? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it was no. I'd seen them them, them work on that during the summer. You know, when <laughs> came out. They worked on that. You know, elbow extended three. So so I've seen him. You know, take it before. So you know, it was, it was it, you know I had confidence in him. I mean, at that point in the season, he was shooting even even better than. Than, than he is now. Yeah, he's been he's been ridiculous and like especially the clutch shot making. I mean, he he's a heat killer. I mean, the Toronto Raptors must hate Derek White. He has just been <laughs> uh, just ridiculous in the clutch against against those guys this year. But Mr. White, I mean, like we really appreciate you coming on and and sharing some insight on on just basketball in general and and Derek White and like we love having you as part of Celtics Twitter. I mean, you've you're you and Dan Greenberg sharing sharing the throne of, of Celtics Twitter is is not something I think we all saw coming, but we're we're happy that it that's the universe that we're living in. No, I mean that's 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 you know that's awesome if you get you know just 
get data points out there, let people do the, what, what they may, you know, I mean, you can have a dissenting opinion or mindset or whatever, but at least have it be factual based. If you can't put numbers to it, oh, well, they never make that. So it, never and always. The minute you say that, my ears perk up because you're not right. <laughs> Absolutely. And like and like the ATO stuff, people hating on Joe for that. And he's one of the best in the league. But, you know, we won't get into that. Mr. White, this was awesome. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us. We truly don't deserve it, but, you know, we appreciate it. Jake, buddy, as always, love your work. And, you know, first to the floor, Wayne Spoonie, we are out of here. 